I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your business this year. Oh boy, do I have a conversation for you today. I am joined by my friends from Seattle, Alex and Kendall Kais. Alex has been selling real estate in Seattle since 2018 and was recently joined by his wife, Kendall, in 2021. They are working to create a true lifestyle business that allows them to spend time with their new baby and enjoy everything Seattle has to offer. I am so down with that mission. So Alex and Kendall are Market Authority Academy alums, and I've been working with them to help them scale their brand with YouTube and Instagram and develop their business systems to help them do that seamlessly. Now, Alex has already been on YouTube for years, and he has a really impressive channel that actually sends tons of leads to their business. In fact, we talk about some of their production, and I was mind blown to learn that in the last year, their business has more than doubled thanks to the traffic that they've been able to generate of ideal raving fans from YouTube. They really are so generous with all of their knowledge and expertise and share their story about how they've made it happen, things that help make YouTube really special for their business and community, how they come up with content ideas, how he edits the videos. I mean, we cover it all during this conversation. And stay for the end because they're going to share three power tips that any agent might need to know in order to start a a successful YouTube channel in in 2022 and beyond. Without further ado, here's Alex and Kendall. You guys, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going today? It's going really great. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. The pleasure is all mine. I was just saying before we hit record how excited I am to have people I really trust and admire here to talk about YouTube and and how you've incorporated it into your real estate business. And that's kind of where I want to go. But for those who haven't yet had the chance to make your acquaintance. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about um, yourselves and your story and how you got to where you are today? 
Yeah, so my name is Alex Kais. This is I'm Kendall. Uh, we are married. We uh, recently went into business together. I've been doing real estate for, uh, I think this is my fourth year, and uh, really built the business around YouTube. Uh, so, um, you know, just have been spending a lot of time and energy on that platform. And uh, it's, uh, I'm a big fan. It's paid off really well. Yeah, and I just got my license last October. And then had a baby, so didn't do much with it. And then just in the past month or month and a half have come on as I'm calling myself a client manager, but I'm really like a glorified transaction coordinator. I'm doing a little bit more than the typical transaction coordinator would do, but um, more of the back end stuff and marketing. Um, so it's been fun. Yeah, and we're based in the Seattle area. Uh, both of us have an arts background. Uh, I was a professional artist, and Kendall um, was doing admin work at various music nonprofit organizations. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, was- we were we were a musician and an artist before real estate, and decided um, need to figure out how to make some money. Like the idea was on the side. We we're like maybe we could do a some flips or something. And we did a flip as like our first real estate. Yeah. We bought a condo at foreclosure auction, uh, which was kind of a deep dive right at the beginning uh, and uh, spent a couple months fixing it up and sold it for a, uh, a small profit, very very small profit, uh, but it was a good learning experience. And we were kind of like, maybe one of us should just get our license and go from there. And that's how it began. (laughs) What a, I did not know that your background was in the arts. Um, however, I suppose in Seattle, everyone's got a little bit of tie into creativity there. Um, it seems to me like a very creative space anytime I've been there. Um, so that actually makes sense that there'd be a lot of that opportunity, but it seems like a really big like pivot into real estate where it's a little bit, that's a different part of the brain. How was that transition? Well, I mean, it first started because, so his art background is with sculpture. So like really hands-on. And so that's why we were thinking, oh, we'll do some. I have no idea, by the way, like, were you like (laughs) doing pot, like the pottery stuff or like actual clay? Uh, A lot of, uh, I did a lot of woodworking and uh, sculptures made out of cardboard. uh, So like my mind was always in a kind of building space. He has a master's in art. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> I, I taught sculpture and ceramics and metal smithing classes at uh, a couple different colleges and universities. Oh my gosh, that's so that's so cool. So, so, so that's, that's, why we, that's why we thought, oh, fl- like renovations and flipping because he liked building hands on. Right. Um, and then it was like, well, maybe we'll keep doing this, but we should get a license, a real estate license to do our own buying and selling of flips. And then somewhere along the way, we're like, you know what? be a lot easier to make money if we just helped other people and it turns out he really liked helping other people yeah and like seattle's uh it's an expensive place to live and uh with a lot of artist friends uh housing is kind of a big deal it's hard to find it's hard to find something that's affordable and uh you know we were able to find something uh a good living situation and uh just wanted to like help my friends do the same pretty much yeah that's awesome. So I, I imagine that the creativity has a play there too, because you kind of have to like have an open mind about different areas or different types of spaces and maybe spaces that accommodate like a studio or just the, that extra extracurricular space too. And, and yeah. you having that background probably makes you a really good fit for that type of market. At the beginning, absolutely. We were 
working a lot more with people who wanted to do some like house hacking, which is what we did to get into the real estate market in Seattle. Um, So we did a lot more of that at the beginning and it's kind of moved to more traditional buyers and sellers, but that was kind of how it all started was just trying to figure out how to help people get into the market, into a tough market. I love that. So you guys do a lot of work on YouTube, which is so fun to me. I love YouTube. To me, it's like one of my top platforms as well. Tell me how that came about. It kind of started by um, just making short, quirky videos for Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, you know, I started with open houses. Uh, everyone said, you know, open houses are a great way to find leads. I never found very much success with uh, like getting transactions out of open houses. But uh, I would do open houses for other agents in my office, and I would market them mostly to my sphere through these like 30 second quirky little uh, videos showing off the house and like some little fun way. Uh, So like it gave me practice. I mean, just doing the open house gives you a lot of communication skill building, um, but also storytelling through making these videos was um, a big thing too. Uh, so in uh, my first year in the business, it was, uh, I think it was 100% all from sphere of influence. Um, just, you know, people liked the videos uh, and they reached out to me to buy their first house. And after that first year, uh, you know, I started making more and more videos and thinking about how I can develop some educational content. And, uh, you know, YouTube is a really good platform to put that on some like longer form informational videos. Yeah, it just kind of made sense to move it over to YouTube once we realized how much people enjoyed video as a um, as a medium. And I was like, oh, like, this is ridiculous because I didn't really use YouTube. It was like my dad used YouTube to fix his car, you know, Um, (laughs) and that was what I I was like. You need to be going to Rotary. That's what agents do. (laughs) Networking face to face. (laughs) That's just what I thought an agent was. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't that long. I mean, a long time as far as not making money. But I would say his first transaction was after about six months of being licensed. And it was a YouTube lead and he only had about 300 subscribers at the time and this person came in they were moving to seattle for a tech job found him on youtube and he was buying like something in the 600,000 range which for us at the time was healthy yeah that's significant (laughs) um and you know so of course from then on i was on board (laughs) i was like (laughs) okay but it was crazy to me that with only 300 subscribers and at the time probably like 25 or 30 videos posted maximum that that person came out of the woodwork ready to buy like right away yeah it was pretty quick that's super cool so they had been watching your videos for a while and they had kind of like self-converted at that point they're like yeah these are the this is the guy for me We're, we're we're doing this yeah, that's what most people are. They just, you know, uh, I jump on a Zoom call with people moving to town. And the first thing they say is, oh, it's so weird. It's like, I feel like I know you and uh, <laughs> being a famous person. Uh, and like they've you know, developed this relationship, this trust with me that um, like I don't even know about. And uh, it's pretty cool. I love that. So how did your how has your strategy on YouTube changed from then until now? Are you still kind of doing the same thing or what does that look like for you? Um, at the beginning, it was a lot of like uh, kind of two main types of videos, neighborhood tours, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good for people moving to town. You know, they Google best neighborhood in Seattle 
and my videos pop up. Uh, so that was really good. And then um, I was also doing like monthly market updates focused on stats and numbers and um, things like that. Uh, still doing the neighborhood tours, but uh, have kind of dropped off the um, the monthly market update. Yeah, we hired a, a consultant just to like take a big look at the channel for the first time just recently. And he pointed out something that's like super obvious to me now, um, but we were doing monthly market updates and he was like, that's great, but that content only has so much of a shelf life, right? Right. And the market update videos did pretty well. They would get like a thousand or 1500 views, which was a lot for us. Um, but yeah, he brought up the point that a couple months from now, people aren't going to be as interested in that. So thinking about, um, yeah, just, just content that will continue working for us while we're taking vacations and such, yeah. which you talk about a lot. But Yeah. So really making that shift to that evergreen content that's going to always kind of be relevant. I love that. And I think that that's actually something that um, we talk a lot about with other platforms too. Like on Instagram, for example, like, you know, it, it's kind of the difference between what you post on the stories and what you post on the feed. You probably don't want to take a precious space on your feed for an open house that happens over three hours on one Saturday, because like somebody might come across that a year from now and it looks completely obsolete. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I was going to say the other thing with content on the channel is balancing, like ultimately our channel, but it needs to generate leads. Yeah. Also, especially him just like screwing the channel for the sake of growing the channel. Um, So like, which ends up paying off because the more subscribers you have, the more views you get, the more the algorithm picks you up and mm-hmm. you snowball. But so the content is kind of, we think a little bit about balance between what's going to speak directly to people who are looking to move to Seattle in the next few months. And then content that's maybe just going to grow the channel for the sake of growing the channel. Like for, he was, yeah. So there's like two, uh, I have two viral videos, viral um, for us yeah. videos. Like, you uh, said. It's like uh, they both got about 30 to 40,000 views. Um, which is good. And it kind of, those two videos kind of helped grow the channel a lot more than it was otherwise. Um, one was just like a video essay on mid-century modern houses in Seattle. I have seen that one. <laughs> people like, um, people like the MCM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other is a Ikea kitchen cabinet review. Um, yeah. and, you know, the people moving to Seattle aren't necessarily looking for that content. Um, uh, but I've had a lot of random people reach out, uh, and clients, um, and it's just been good for the algorithm. It's helped grow the channel. So we're still doing like, uh, like he said, the, the neighborhood tours, but then moving away from the market updates and more towards occasional videos like that, that are just sort of mass appeal to grow the channel yeah. and then more like vloggy type content. Um, but like always keeping in mind that it's, uh, a, a vlog as a realtor. So like, we're not just showing random things we're showing like a day in a life as a realtor so maybe we're at a house or just got off of a zoom meeting or whatever or doing some sort of uh, like project on the house that and then I talk about how that works as an investment like we renovated our basement and uh, how that improves the value of the house and and we do occasionally post things that are not real estate related we were just remembering one example um I think in 2020, Alex went 
downtown to one of the Black Lives Matter gatherings in downtown Seattle. And he wasn't even in the video at all. It was just some content of what was going on down there. He was there with a friend. And a little bit later on, we ended up getting a, a client from YouTube who we later decided were like our avatars because they were so fun to work with and we've become friends. But they made a comment like, when we saw that vlog of you downtown, like we knew immediately that our values aligned and that we wanted to work with you guys because of that. And that video only has like 150 views and it's not wow. wrong, but you know, just it being there. Yeah. was they saw it and you know, it just developed trust. Yeah. So I think that journey that the prospect takes when they find your channel is really interesting because they might find you from those, like, like you say, Kendall, the mass appeal videos that are really designed for reach. And then they get to know you and understand a little bit more about like your function and then your values. And through that process is when they get that no like, and trust factor. So there is no sales at that point. Like they are coming to you as a committed client, just ready to receive your guidance, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And it's, you know, like I'm uncomfortable still being on videos. I'm like, I'm committing to being in more, um, but it's still hard to like get yourself on camera. And I think um, we were just talking about this before the podcast. It might have been you who said something about like the content needs to be personal, but not private. Was that one of your lines? That was somebody's yeah. line. Um, so I think we're always thinking about that as far as the content too, like, like you said, people need to get to know you. Um, but like, you don't need to share what you're talking about in marriage counseling, for example, right, right. <laughs> a balance. and once I kind of realized that, like, it doesn't need to be super private. I felt better about putting myself out there. Have you found that over time it's become easier to, uh, yeah, yeah. You've been doing it a lot longer. I'm still super awkward on camera. And it takes a lot of editing. <laughs> um, but uh, it has become a lot easier just to talk to a camera, uh, which is kind of, it's like a, it's a hard skill to develop and it takes yeah. a lot of practice um, not having anybody there, but just like this circle that you're talking to. Um, uh, but yeah, it's become a lot easier to just kind of open up to my audience and like getting response from my audience is uh is really fun and makes me want to open up more and yeah yeah. the positive feedback helps or like really nice comments on the videos help he told me the other day (laughs) so sad he said i remember every single negative comment on a video (laughs) and i was like wow one that's really heartbreaking but two that means there's not that many negative comments like if you that is a good point Uh, You do have to have kind of a thick skin, but like by and large, it's really positive. Yeah. I get some nasty ones from time to time. I had somebody say like, you should really get rid of your tattoos. And I'm like, I'm talking about the market. (laughs) Where did this come? Why are you paying that much attention to me when I have what I think is valuable content? And I think that that's kind of just a process of like, you know, I've also had people come into open houses and be really nasty to me. And like crumple up my fires and throw them in the yard. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that regardless when you're interacting with the public, doesn't really matter where that's happening. You're going to have the opportunity of you're putting yourself out there. And and some people will kind of take advantage of that, which is kind of just a bummer, but that's a part of life. And so, as you say, just making sure you're focusing on the good and always looking for ways to improve and, and find new ways to be creative with it, to stay energized, I think is the key. The funniest comment. It makes me laugh every time. 
someone wrote a comment on a video that was more real estate, less middle-aged hipster. <laughs> like, ouch. That's ouch. amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so mean, so unnecessary. <laughs> oh my gosh. So really? <laughs> so you mentioned editing. Um, I know a lot of people don't even want to get started. Agents specifically don't even want to get started when it when it comes to YouTube, because they're afraid of like having to figure out the editing and it sounds really, you know, involved. I have edited all of my own YouTube videos up until the last two years until finally I was like, no more. I I cannot keep trashing my own content in this way. And I ended up hiring it out. What is, what is your guys's process and how do you, how do you tackle that part? Um, I am completely self-taught in the whole video making process. Um, and shoot and edit everything myself. I, I mean, I find a lot of joy in it. Uh, it's a creative process and uh, it's kind of my, you know, my artistic um, uh, outlet yeah. right now. So um, that's nice. But, uh, you know, I started with just an iPhone and iMovie, uh, just all free tools and, um, you know, editing from there. Um, and just over time have like slowly built up skills and added little things in that eventually build up to where I am now. And I'm still using, you know, I have nice, nicer cameras, um, but still using free um, uh, uh, editing software. Uh, I use DaVinci Resolve, which is what like a lot of professionals use, but there is a free version of it. How do you spell that? Uh, DaVinci, like Leonardo DaVinci. Oh, DaVinci. Okay. Resolve. Resolve. Yeah. yeah. He spends a lot of money on cameras now, but like the business kind of justifies it. Sure. But I mean, I think it would be absolutely money well spent to hire someone to to follow you around to to do these videos if an agent didn't feel confident doing it on their own. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about that ROI. So we didn't even touch on this, which we I guess we could have started with first. What are the results that you've seen over the last four years with with YouTube? And what are you expecting for this year? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, so the first year was mostly a sphere of influence. Then uh, second year was maybe uh, half and half. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was... Uh, we only have good data on last year because we joined Market Authority Academy and started tracking, <laughs> tracking yeah, stuff. Perfect. Oh, I kind of jotted it down. I so mean, just to give it like the uh, first year uh, was about 6 million in volume. Okay. And 8 million and then last year was 18 million. And it was 75% YouTube. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a very high price point. I mean, like that's, it's those only, I mean, not only we're thrilled. It was 21 transactions. No, um, you guys should be really proud. I mean, in terms of, yes, there's been massive value increases, like appreciation over the last two years. And, and that's helpful, but to really move 75%, you said? 75% of that is YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So let's the only other lead source we have right now, which is part of why I joined Market Authority Academy is sphere of influence. So we are starting to think about how do we diversify, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all YouTube. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible though. So is the um, conversion from your sphere remaining steady? And we're just seeing a massive influx in the clients that are coming from YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so how many deals from YouTube last year is that? Um, that I is, down. I guess I can do the math in my head. Uh, seventeen. We closed seventeen from YouTube in twenty twenty one. Of the leads generated last year, some of them closed in twenty twenty two. 
So of all the YouTube leads generated last year, we've closed 22 of them so far. I'm so happy for you guys. That is so cool. So what are we, what are we anticipating for this year? Um, I think it's going to grow a lot more too. Uh, so this year, uh, in three months, we're already at 11 million. Ten, 10 transactions and eight of them are YouTube, right? I mean, to be, like I said, the price point has increased a lot, which is also something really interesting to think about. Like some of it's just because of the market, the price points are going up. Um, but like our YouTube leads are good leads. <laughs> like what is the average price point? Our average price point this year is over a million. Is that specifically from YouTube? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 80% yeah. of your leads so far. Wow. That is so cool. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just the people Seattle. that, you know, tech. it's, it's a tech city, uh, lots okay. of tech jobs. The people moving here are tech savvy and they go to the internet to do their research. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's where they're coming from. And I think going back to the content, like, um, you know, the avatar is a really hip thing to talk about in real estate, but it's been a pretty big deal for us. Like every video we make, we think about this one couple who are now good friends of ours. Um, and would they like watching this? Um, and now it's generating more clients just like them. And I think the other important thing to point out is that the channel only has not even 2,500 subscribers. Like, yeah, it's not a huge channel. Um, no one's coming after us for like sponsorships or anything. Um, but it's still generating amazing results. Are you monetizing your channel yet? Uh, yeah, it, it makes like $100 a month. Is, I've always thought... Getting the videos. <laughs> well, yeah, I've always thought it would be cool to be able to monetize up to the point where it covers those mm-hmm. production costs, right? Um, yeah. So if that can like pay for itself. And then do you link to um, your gear and that kind of thing, just in case anybody, any of that... Not really. Not, no. Like for a minute, I tried looking at like Amazon affiliate links and I just kind of gave up, but that's kind of like on the list to do someday. But yeah, at this rate, it will not be paying for all the camera gear that we buy, but you know, <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my gosh. I am so happy for you guys. And four years, this is your fourth year. Yeah. That's not a long time. Like, yeah. like if you look back, it probably felt like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fast. Well, and the time passes by anyway. And for you, like Alex, for you to have been like, this is what we're going to do. And then to stick with it and hone in those skills. And then for you both to go all in together and join forces and see like, Hey, we've got something here. How can we really double down and make this something great for our business and our community? I mean, that is really something to be proud of. You guys should be super excited about that. Yeah. yeah thank thank you. you. It's, it is exciting. And I think it's been able to trickle. I've talked a little bit in the Market Authority Facebook group about how I'm really wanting to go all in on events this year. Yeah. And it's interesting, like YouTube actually has helped that. Like we threw our first big event last October, people showed up um, who we had never met, who only knew us from YouTube and Instagram, thanks to you. I started doing more with Instagram, which I thought was really impressive. Like, I'm not sure if I would show up to an event where I only knew the person from YouTube. Like they just walked up and said, hi. And, and I, I had like people walking up themselves. to me at our event, showed up because of YouTube, and then were like asking me about my home renovation project. How's your basement renovation going? And I'm like, who are you? I love that. <laughs> who you are. So it's actually like help. It's just all like synergistic between like Instagram, YouTube, live events. I mean, you kind of encourage us a lot to use the YouTube channel 
to like push people over to Instagram, which we've yeah. done um, and able to, cause you're, it's easier to talk to people on Instagram. Yeah. So we took your advice and, and that's actually working. Like we're having like DM conversations with people who follow on Instagram and YouTube and are showing up to events and it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Can I ask a little bit more about the events? Can you tell me what that first one in October was like? How did you plan it? What was the whole theme? What was the, the draw? Why did people go? That kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. And we wanted to be doing another event like right about now, which we haven't done yet, but um, I heard some, you know, some podcasts where someone was encouraging folks, realtors to do events because of how many touches you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Like you can promote it for a couple months leading up to the event. You can have FaceTime at the event. You can have a photographer there so that you have something to give people after the event, their family photo or whatever. Um, So I think I just copied somebody and we did a pumpkin patch, um, a pumpkin patch event. We rented rented out a barn, rented a barn for like $200, brought donuts. We were allowed to bring in our own food. So we brought donuts had our lender pay for the whole thing. Oh, we gave people vouchers to get a free pumpkin from the patch. Cute. Uh, and again, we didn't pay for any of it because yeah, I think the whole thing cost $2,000, yeah. which the our lender, paid which for. we would have paid for like all day because it was amazing. And we had probably like with kids, maybe 70 people show oh up. My gosh. Um, That's like a we- wedding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had more people than we expected. So we did ask for RSVPs, right? So you could collect email addresses. Mm-hmm. Um, had a photographer, so they got like cute harvesty family photos. But we didn't do anything fancy with like a photo booth or anything. It was just like go out into the grass and get a family photo. Yeah. Um, but then we were able to follow up individually with people to send them. Like the photographer's task was like get everybody in a photo. Yeah, like that's the job. Make sure everyone's in a photo so that we can follow up with them with their cute picture after the fact. Um, and people had a great time. It was just like cheap cat. We didn't want it to be too, you know, in depth and complicated. We wanted it to be really simple for our first one. And it was really fun. And we got, and actually uh, one of the uh, people I was talking about, who's kind of like a YouTube slash Instagram follower, I completely attribute to market authority Academy and having more of a presence on Instagram. Um, we were able to, they showed up because of Instagram. Um, we're able to chat with them. We were able to introduce them to our avatar client couple who live in the same neighborhood as them. They got together to walk their dogs. We got to have a new buyer consult with this couple after the event and they're scheduled to start house hunting in a few months. So, I mean, it was just like, Oh, Oh my gosh. You're like, it's, it's happening. It worked. worked. Pinch me. It worked. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So is the plan to do more of that kind of stuff this year? I know you guys, obviously, you know, we had the holidays, your new parents, there's a lot going on. Um, so are we planning? I wanted to do one per quarter. You know, it might be, if we could get two this year, you know, I'm thinking like roller rink buyout. (laughs) And do the pumpkin so fun. Yeah. Are you going to have like the insurance waivers? (laughs) (laughs) Not my fault. Liability waivers. (laughs) That's amazing. You guys. Oh my gosh. Very fun. Really impressive. But you didn't do all this like at once, right? Like, so you started like kind of tinkering around on video. You did it with your camera 
incorporated, you know, some new gear, started honing your skills, and then you started bringing on other platforms and trying other forms of media, like doing events and stuff like that. So it's been a whole journey for you guys. And and now you get to see, you know, see it continue to grow. So do you have any other goals this year for it? More events for sure. But what else do you, what else do you anticipate this year? I mean, we have like our production goals. I think um, after our conversation with you, thinking more about linking all those things together, um, like pushing people to the various platforms Mm -hmm. and using them to get people out to live events for FaceTime. And I think they can all work together. Um, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. (laughs) We have been experimenting with a little bit. And uh, I mean, it's people are watching it. So yeah, you got to be there. Um, So not, not very articulate as far as like, specific YouTube goal or honestly our goal this year is to get not off of YouTube but to start lead generating from other diversify diversify yeah Yeah, because so that everything's not just in one basket yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um is there anything that I can help or any questions you have that that I might be able to walk well I think it was like I said it was you that kind of encouraged us to start promoting the Instagram account mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you've done any more work with that or like how your TikTok's playing into it, um, but like TikTok. how are they playing off each other? <laughs> so TikTok is really interesting. And one thing that I wonder if you guys could consider is literally screen recording some parts of your YouTube videos and just taking those as, as TikTok content. Because sometimes what I'll do is from my YouTube videos, I'll literally just take my phone and screen record or, and I'll, and I'll kind of like crop the video to make sure that it's made. Yeah. Yeah. So like literally from YouTube, I'll screen record YouTube playing and then I'll crop it to nine by 16 and then (laughs) just upload that little clip Mm -hmm. as a file, almost like Glenda Baker style, you know? Um, And I find that that's a really great way to just get some of that content in without having to create something new. And the way that you guys create your, you have more of a cinematic feel to your videos, which is really well done, like way more than I could ever even, (laughs) I could have ever done myself. Um, I feel like it would play really well on TikTok, even if it was just some really quick clips of like neighborhood previews, like one and a half second clips of, you know, little parts of the neighborhoods. We started doing that a little bit. Um, Okay. You know, it's always hard to move the horizontal to the vertical and it's like the entire video doesn't work, but like you said, taking smaller parts of the YouTube video and I just need to work it into some of our systems <laughs> that you yeah. teach. About. It's like, I need to like, it needs to be on the checklist of after the YouTube video is made, chop it up and see what you can use. Yeah. I think a lot of this year is just going to be about systematizing and consistency uh, so we've experimented with a lot of things, added things in slowly, and um, we know what works and we just need to be able to do it more often and consistently. And the one thing you started doing with TikTok is anytime he's in a house doing like a 30 second house tour that doesn't need to be edited, just yeah. like a fast walk around the house. And those actually get views on TikTok. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think TikTok is interesting because it's very um, like voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. people just people just want to peek inside <laughs> exactly cool I love that for you guys um so can we end with would you guys be willing to share like three tips do you have three tips off the top of your head for agents who want to explore YouTube 
creating a YouTube channel, getting started there, but they don't really know where to start, or maybe some, some challenges that you've overcome that you feel like would serve the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think kind of the best tips I can think about are making something that's searchable, um, right. you know, that you're feeding into the algorithm, like neighborhood tours or something in your city, or, um, you know, think about, just put yourself in the mind space of a potential home buyer. Like what would you want to know if you were moving to wherever you live? You can also start typing stuff in on YouTube or Google and see what it suggests, like to finish the sentence, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what people are searching. I love that. That's a really good one. So really focus on creating content that's searchable and not just like in the moment right now relevant. Even if you've made a blog, that's like about whatever you were doing that day put a title on it. It doesn't have to be a vlog of what I did on March 15th, 2022. It can be, you can put a title on it that's much more searchable. Um, even if it's not like exactly what the video is about. <laughs> I don't want to, it's not like a bait and switch, but you know, um, yeah, searchability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then doing that consistently. Um, you know, I think, uh, so YouTube, should be approached like a television show. You know, you have a new episode every week uh, released at the same time. And uh, there's, there's a theme for the show. What is the show about? It's about um, Seattle lifestyle. Seattle lifestyle. And, um, you know, doing that every week, uh, it's hard. Like I have uh, been really busy the past couple of weeks and haven't released a video in the past three weeks. I think that would be one of our goals for 2022 is that, every week at the same time consistency. Yeah. yeah. Do you batch record or do you do them on the fly? No, it, so I, I mean, I spend a lot more time than probably most people need to, but it takes about 10 hours to make a, in like writing, shooting and editing. Yeah. Um, so, and I can't do that all in one day. so it usually takes a couple of days to do that. And uh, I try to do that once a week. So really focus on consistency and then maintain that weekly clip of like at least one video a week on the same day, same time to have that, that level of predictability for your audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's for the audience and also for the algorithm. So like yeah. the platform likes uh, uh, consistency. consistency. Yeah. Love that. Okay. I'm taking notes. Uh, last tip I think is relatability you know just opening it up in some way Uh, a little peek at your life Um, uh, you know not what you're talking about in marriage counseling but like what kind of coffee you like and what's your favorite coffee shop in town and what do you do on a Saturday and uh, I think developing that relationship with people and uh, developing that trust with them um, does I mean like you said like it there's no sales then yeah, I love that. So, so really maintaining, like for me, that's approachable. That's being approachable, Re- relatable. Yes. Also, I think being relatable makes you approachable. And I think sometimes when we have these agents who are trying to position themselves as like the top producer and they're out there crushing it, da, 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 and it's like you know that that typical that quintessential top producer agent feel. I think that is not approachable to a lot of people. And I think what you guys have done really well is created a space where you're welcoming, where you're like, Hey, join us in the conversation, join us on this journey. And that's why people are so excited to, to take you up on that offer, which is 
And like even better if in your vloggy videos, you're closing deals, like you're telling people that you're successful without, right. without, bragging. Yeah. Yeah. without making it all about you and the production and the numbers. It's more about like, look at these people we get to help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love that for you guys. That's so exciting. So we want to be searchable. We want to be consistent for the audience and for the algorithm. And we want to be relatable, which is going to give people permission to reach out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. You guys, this was so fun. Thank you so much for for being so open with your journey and your thoughts. And I I really want to acknowledge you guys for doing the dang thing, because what you've done really well is you chose to do this hard thing. You chose to pivot into an entirely new industry, learn that, and then learn this new creative function of creating videos, which is really challenging. And you stuck with it for years and now you get to see the results of it. And that's really exciting. Like imagine what this conversation is going to look like this time next year. Yeah. It's really exciting. And yeah, thank you for all your help in the process too. Huge shout out to Market Authority Academy. I also wanted to tell you, we got our first referral from MAA just a few weeks ago and we're still talking to the person, but I think it's going to work out. So, and that was really exciting. So shout out to Cheryl and Geek Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. It's, it's a really cool community. And, and I also want to acknowledge you guys because you're always so giving with your thoughts. If there's ever a post in the community that you feel like you can hop in, like Kendall, I see you all the time in there, like responding to people and just sharing your thoughts. So um, you guys are what this industry needs. This industry needs people like you who are giving collaborative, creative. Um, and, and I think that you're seeing the results of that in your business. So I'm really excited for you. And I hope that 2022 is, is a bang out year for you. Thank Thanks, you. Stephanie. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. <laughs> and there you have it. I want to extend a big thank you to Alex and Kendall for joining me on the show. Oh my gosh, you guys totally over-delivered on all of the content and knowledge that I was hoping to skim from your guys' expertise. And I just want to really acknowledge the Kais for being true contributors with the real estate community. They're a valued member and team of the Market Authority Academy, and I'm just so grateful to be able to work with a powerhouse husband and wife duo like Alex and Kendall. They're really, truly an inspiration. So definitely follow them on YouTube and Instagram to see what they're all about and follow along on their journey. I love the power tools that Alex and Kendall shared. So really making sure that your content is searchable. And I thought that that was a really tactical tip that any agent can kind of take in terms of creating their content strategy. Put yourself in the shoes of your ideal client and really think about what they might be Googling or searching on YouTube and then create the results that they would find from that search engine in your content plan. I mean, that makes so much sense. The consistency is something that is always worth working towards. And of course, being relatable. I think those were two really, or three rather, really strong points to end that conversation on. So I wanna challenge you to find ways that you can incorporate those elements into your content strategy as well. And if you are looking to really hone in on these characteristics, either on YouTube or any other social media platforms, I would love to see how I can help through the Market Authority Academy. We're working with agents just like Alex and Kendall to help develop their marketing strategies and make them seamless with the business systems that they need to keep it consistent and effortless. And so that's kind of what we do in the Market Authority Academy. If you're into that, details are in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. See you soon.
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.